Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's that time again, episode 99, for the love of the game, let's work. Now y'all know we had to do a remix, right? Report to the dance floor, this is the remix. Hey, yo, Ryan, you a fool for this one, man. I know y'all feel it's getting hot out there. Next selection, Bad Boys the Empire. Been a minute, back up in it, bout to lean on it. The thuggin', they love it when I do my thing on it. The ringleader, the head haunch, what you want? These dudes couldn't save half of what I fuck. I'm a terror, NY forever. Been around the world, I'm New York, wherever. I shut it down like the gates was closed. He's the who's who's or what are you on now, who knows? Illa the Illinois, the bad boys. Keep a couple of toys and I'm back to fill a void. So much swag, here's a style of run with it. The game of pick up, whatever I'm done. Podcast fam, we've got a bonus episode. I know I just launched my uh, my big NFL preview, but uh, there was a major TV event this week. Uh, we had the season premiere of The Bachelor. All right, I didn't even know it was happening because I'm so deep into NBA and NFL. And you know who I have on tonight, Miss Lizzie Verstendig. Well, she called me out for not knowing that Monday night was the premiere. So I caught up and obviously there is a lot to talk about. So Lizzie, what is good? Yes, there's definitely a lot to talk about. Um, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't know, but we all make mistakes. I know there's a lot going on right now, but thankfully uh, you caught up. So it's, it's just, it's a bad job. It's a bad job. I, I pride myself on being a beacon of, of light and, and an outlet for people to get the best bachelor takes possible and the fact that i didn't know it was happening it's 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 just a bad look but in my defense it was super fast from the time the bachelorette ended to when to when it you know this started and there's no bachelor in paradise in between like like the whole schedule is messed up no no i agree if there was a year to not know this was the year because normally there's like six months in the middle and this time there was two weeks so you're you're forgiven well, that's good, but uh, there is, I haven't felt this way about a, a season premiere of The Bachelor, Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, that there was so much going on night one than this season. I, I This is, I, did you get that vibe? Because there is a lot that needs to be covered. Yeah, I mean, I think even just from like the opening, and it could just be because it's such a stark contrast to The Bachelorette, but just the whole vibe of like Nemecolins versus La Quinta, and then even the Bachelor Mansion, like it just seems much more grandiose. That's something that I, I really want to bring up. But let's let's start with the the star of the show, uh, Matt James. Right, he is wickedly handsome, wickedly handsome, and as somebody who is a little bit of a fitness buff, you know teeters around 11% body fat, 10% body fat, not to, not to brag. Uh, that guy is yoked. And we know that the bachelor, you know, has a lot of scenes with the shirt off Colton, a lot of scenes with the shirt off. Look good without a shirt off. It was one of my big critiques on Ari. Ari clearly wasn't, wasn't training well enough to be filmed without his shirt off. Matt, Matt knows what's up. Well, first, please let me just defend my boy Ari for one second. The reason he wasn't in good shape is because 
they literally told him like five days before that he was going to be the bachelor. He said on air, like on Good Morning America, that he didn't have time to work out for it. So that's just number one. But anyway, back to Matt. Um, I mean, he's beyond handsome. Like it's not, it was almost distracting, honestly, because he's so handsome. And there was already a shower scene. I'm hoping for many more. I'm hoping that like when Tyler comes on at some point, his shirt's off also. It's just a whole lot of hotness. Uh, yeah, it, it, this was, this was something. I mean, he's a Peloton guy. I need to know his Peloton name and I need to get that ab routine because, you know, I'm about that life. So let me ask you this. Is he the, is he the best looking bachelor contestant that you've ever seen? The, the best looking contestant or the best looking bachelor? Those are different. Best looking bachelor. Best looking bachelor. Okay. I think by far he's the best looking bachelor. Strong I mean, Strong jawline. Like. Really strong jawline. Like his features are insane. Um, I would say, honestly, Tyler is, would be like a close, like a close call yeah, for bachelor contestant. Um, but I, you know, I let Sophie's choice. I think they're both number one. Uh, so another vibe I got from Matt is just, he's very smooth. He's very smooth and very polished. But my question is, is he a little too smooth and too polished? Interesting that you say that. I actually didn't find him to be smooth at all. Um, I think he's polished because I think he's seems to be intelligent, um, just kind of like an all around great guy, like all around American. Um, I think a lot of times that they bring people on who can't really string a sentence together. But yeah, I didn't think that. he was smooth. And I think and I'm saying that in a positive way. I think he was very obviously nervous because he's new to this and he has no idea what this is all about. And I actually think that he was specifically not smooth. Like the girls were fawning over him, which in and of itself is probably awkward, but I think he was so nervous and so in his head that he kind of was a little awkward, but I thought that was like very charming and endearing. So I guess I, I got to backtrack that. I, we're dividing the episode into like, I guess the first third and then the second third, right? So when he meets the girls and I can completely understand where he's coming from because there are some absolute weapons in this class and we'll, we'll talk all about that. But like, he just didn't even know what to do with himself. Like he was making like snide remarks under his breath, but they weren't even under his breath. So there is no doubt in my mind that the women, when they were walking up the stairs for sure heard him uh, say some of the things about him, about them, I should say, but like, and I guess we'll bring it up now, but so there was that scene where, and I, I asked about the scriptedness uh, and him being maybe too smooth and being super scripted. There was that scene where he was sitting down with Chris Harrison, right? Before they come in and he was talking about, you know, all of his reservations. And, and we try to keep things light on this podcast, but obviously there was, you know, the whole thing that he's biracial and he's technically the first, you know, black bachelor i mean we had rachel Lindsay, but that whole thing and 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 there were valid concerns but i don't remember another season of the bachelor filming that kind of conversation before the women came out so my whole thing is that i just especially given the climate that we're in right now uh i just don't want that to be the overarching theme of the show now, if the contestants bring it up, what are you going to do? But I don't want ABC and Chris Harrison being, you know, feeding into it because I, I think we should be at a point where 
his race and the, and the color of his skin shouldn't matter. Um, so yeah, I do agree. I think that whole initial sit down felt very contrived um, and like how they tried to play it off. Like, oh, Matt said, oh wait, don't bring the girls out. Let me talk to you. Like, as if that wasn't like already set up. Like, is yeah. it, honestly, like don't take us for fools. We all know. Um, but I do think, I mean, listen, they made him the first black, I mean, he's the first black bachelor. He's the first person in many, many seasons that they took from obscurity, like, you know, although he's Tyler's friend, seemingly obscurity as he wasn't on the show before. And I think they wanted to show two things. One is like, this is the perspective of someone who's never been on the show before as the lead. Like they need, you know, guidance. And I think it was also like, they're not gonna not bring attention to the fact that he's the first black bachelor. Obviously everything he said was prepped and they told him to say it, of course. But I actually don't, I'm hoping that I don't think they make it too much. I mean, it'll definitely be a theme in the sense of like, I think there are, there's a lot of diversity in the girls, which is great. Um, so yes. I think it will definitely come up as he's talking to people about their backgrounds and their families, but he doesn't seem to me as the type of person that's going to make this like the whole season. I hope not. I really hope not. And, and he's not, he doesn't give off that kind of vibe. I just hope ABC doesn't do it for him. Right. Even almost like against their will, because, you know, media companies tend to suck these days. Um, but that was just my whole thought. I, I just wanted to get your perspective on that scene. Cause I just thought it was a weird scene and, and it just doesn't fit the vibe of the show. Yeah, I agree. I think they just felt like they had to do something. So they tried to figure out a way to make it seem like casual. And we love the vibe of The Bachelor for the vibe of The Bachelor, right? Like, I, I'm not watching the evening news. I'm not watching a special report on race relations. I want to watch The Bachelor for The Bachelor. So you mentioned that he's Tyler's friend, right? Now, is it my understanding that he was supposed to be on The Bachelorette? as a contestant and they pulled him because they thought he was too charismatic and needed to. So partially true. So he was supposed to be on Clara's season. Oh, um, dodged a so bullet. Two things happened. One is, so Matt, his background, besides what he does professionally, he started this charity for kids. Mm -hmm. And so like he got famous, like on, you know, quote unquote, Instagram famous, like from being Tyler's friend and from all this like good work that he does. So he was on Cameo, but he was on Cameo literally to raise money for his charity, like not for mm -hmm. himself. So Claire tweeted something, not specifically calling him out, but was obviously directed at him saying like, you know, if you're coming on, on my season to like get famous and be on Cameo and you're already on Cameos, like don't come on. So that was first. So like, I don't know that he ever would have been able to come on after that. But fine, whatever. But then, unfortunately, Tyler's mom passed away suddenly. So he told uh. the producers he couldn't come at that point, and because he, he went to be with Tyler, and he was gonna, he was gonna later come on. Um, but then, with everything going on, he just decided not to. And then they approached him for The Bachelor. Well, he dodged a bullet. He's better off this way because Claire sucks. Even though I think uh, Tasha would have picked him. Yeah, I mean, so I think anyone would be crazy not to pick yeah, him up. So I guess good, good for Zach that uh, that he didn't come on because uh, Zach ended up winning because there was no chance if he was on Tasha's season that Tasha was going anywhere else. 
Uh, one thing about his Could job, be, both though, New York boys. One thing about his job, though. Um, so obviously, I think he, you know, he played college football. I believe he was on the Jacksonville Jaguars, but now he's a commercial real estate broker. Yeah, well, he played at Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Yeah, Jacksonville. He played in the NFL. Okay. He was on the practice squad. Did he? At least. I think so. I saw oh, a picture wow. of that. Okay. Yeah. With the pandemic and commercial real estate being the way it is, he picked a real good time to take some time off, make some money from ABC, and benefit from this. So kudos to you, Matt. Stay winning, dude. Stay winning. Okay. So you brought up the location. Obviously, it's a resort in Pennsylvania. And my first reaction when you uh, called me out for not knowing what was going on and then uh, telling me where it was, and I, because I asked if they're back at the mansion, and you said they're at this resort in Pennsylvania. And you said, I think you even mentioned that it was in Philly. And I was like, Philly? What the hell do you want to be near Philly for? Philly's trash. It's not really that close to Philly, number one. And number two, the resort is ridiculous, right? It's absolutely ridiculous. So I pose this question because I had this initial thought. Does this benefit Matt and the females to being on this type of location as opposed to at the mansion? Because a couple of things to consider here. You have outlets for not being so, you know, not be so consumed by this, such as like the spa, the gym, all these things on the premises where you're just like, I can get away for an hour and a half and clear my head. Something to think about, right? And well, there's I also- I think you're giving uh, ABC a little too much credit. They don't allow the contestants to do anything, even when you're on a resort. Like they tell them exactly what they can and can't do. They can't watch TV. They can't read books. They can't listen to music. I'm sure they're going to prevent them from going to the spa. Also, who knows what's open there at this point? Right. But, but potentially they could, right? I mean, but I don't know. They're usually very restrictive on purpose to make like to create the intense the, the intensity of the scenario. So I highly doubt that all of a sudden they're going to let them like roam free throughout this like ginormous resort that has like a zip line course. Um, so I'm sure it'll be similar um, in the sense of the the like environment of the. Um, mansion but I think it'll just be better for them as opposed to La Quinta like it's just a much bigger place that has so much more on the grounds for them to actually do now let me ask you this a secondary thing the pre-fantasy suite coitus situation considering that they're all in each other's rooms right that they have their own rooms does this enhance the pre the chances of pre-fantasy suite coitus because when you're at the mansion it's very hard. It seems like it's very hard to get privacy to pull off some pre-fantasy sweet coitus. This, you have more space, more potential privacy, more coitus. Well, I mean, it was the same thing with the Bachelorette this past season. They had that same opportunity. I don't think the women are going to be getting their own rooms because I think, again, they like to facilitate like drama and all that stuff. Um, I also think, and I, I'm sure we'll get into it, but just seeing how like Matt started the cocktail party with a prayer. I know I've seen on Instagram, he has like Zoom Bible study classes with his friends. Like he clearly is somewhat of a spiritual religious man. I can't really see him like 
being in like, you know, four girls at the same time, you know what I mean? Like before the fantasy suites, I just, I don't think he doesn't strike me as a type, as you said, like he's very polished. I don't think he would want to come off that way, even if he wanted to do it. Yes, but he's a guy with a libido with the hottest crop of females that the bachelors ever had that also has next level horniness, these girls. I mean, this is, and we're going to talk about that right now because these chicks, weapons, absolute weapons. I mean, I thought that up until this season that the hottest group of women were Nick Vial's season. That was uh, Vanessa who ended up winning uh, Grimaldi. She's mm-hmm. very good looking. I mean, that Christina Shulman's the headliner. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I mean, Peter Peter Weber season, a very good-looking season. I mean, we had Madison, we had Hannah Ann, and a lot of good-looking females there. This, they ratcheted up a notch a little bit. This is outrageous. Outrageous. Well, I think, and again, I think this also for The Bachelorette, like why they got such like solid guys is I think quarantine in a way and the pandemic is benefiting them in the sense of like, there are probably a lot of people who maybe wouldn't have been able to take the time off or go on the show mm-hmm. that can now, cause like they're not doing anything else. So I think it just opens like their horizon, like broadens their horizon as to like who would even like potentially want to go on the show. Um, I think like you can't blame the girls for being horny. Like the pandemic is still going on. It's been a year of quarantine. I mean, you saw how, how Claire was like dying, like when she came on, like, what do you expect them to be? Also that's going through your mind. And then you walk in and you see Matt James, the hottest human alive. Like, what are you, I mean, they couldn't even like contain themselves. They were having like verbal diarrhea of just saying how hot he was. Could we, could we highlight a couple of lines for a second that just illustrate just how horny these girls are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had, uh, what's her name? Kayla. Kayla was the one who pulled up in the pickup truck, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically talk about how he's like a five course dinner. That was, that was just insane levels of horny. We had, um, who else? We had the- um, Oh, the one that did the spaghetti kiss, Alana. Yes. yes. Next level horny. We had just, there was horniness everywhere. Um, who, who else? She was one of the last people to get the rose. She uh, was talking about how she absolutely loved ca- loves caffeine. And oh, uh, Anna. Anna, major horny vibes, like insane horny vibes. I mean, it was just everywhere and it was overt. And we're not even talking about one of the females who got sent home who brought herself a little bit of a, a prop. Because we'll get to her. She gets. She, get, she got sent home. I believe she did get sent home. Can we fact check this? Yeah, I'm gonna fact check that. All right, we're fact checking this in real time. But I don't remember a season where, I mean, it was this overt in terms of just no, the level of horny. Oh, she's still alive. How, how could she not be? Honestly, that's what I thought. I thought so, but okay, hold hold that thought. But just in terms of the overall levels of horny, like we're. We've never seen anything like this, right? Agreed. I also think like there probably have been a lot of women that were like that, but they weren't expressive about it. And I applaud ABC for not like cutting all that out and like kind of encouraging it. 
They are giving the people what they want. And this is why this season is going to They're be- They're making it relatable. Everyone oh, is at home thinking the same thing. Oh, it's going to be so outrageous and it's going to be awesome. Okay, so let's start with the, uh, the females, right? Uh, which women stood out to you most? Uh, whose vibes were you feeling the most and why? Okay, so first girl out of the limo, Brie. Yes. Uh, she's the one who's half Persian, half black. Besides the fact that she's beautiful, she was just, her whole vibe was very classy. She, she like pulled him away. Like she was like very, she just had this like confidence that was really refreshing. And I think that he would really appreciate. Um, And like, also when she came out and he was, um, she was, he's like, what's your name? And she said, Bree, she's like, what's your name? (laughs) Like, I just, that was pretty funny. And I don't think she was trying to be funny. Like, I think she was just really like, you know, being real. Um, So her, I liked a lot. Um, This person didn't stand out to me, but I think stood out to him. Mari, if that's how you pronounce it. Yes, the Puerto Rican. He was literally speechless and was staring at her and they were like zooming in on her butt as she walked up the stairs. <laughs> I mean, well, for good like, reason. I mean, she, she's got an unbelievable caboose. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I liked um, Kayla. I liked the pickup truck. Um, obviously, I mean, Abigail is beyond beautiful and her story is amazing. Yep. Um, Katie, the vibrator girl. I mean, you can't forget her. That's just what it is. We're filing that away because yeah. she needs to be talked about in her own segment. Yeah, and then I liked MJ, the girl with the really curly blonde hair. Yes, the pizza delivery girl. Yeah, very yes. cool, like a very cool chick. And then I love, I love Sarah, the news reporter. Yeah, so, I mean, you touched on a bunch of it. So I had, you touched on three of the four. Uh, MJ, pizza, we're gonna get to, uh, um, oh, I call her, uh, not, we're gonna get to Kylie in a Kylie. second. Yeah. Um, she's her own category, but yeah, MJ, uh, pulls up with the pizza. That was awesome. By the way, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous. Um, we talked about Sarah. She's going to get her own section because, or a mini section, because I think she's going to go super, super far. Uh, Abigail, same thing. First impression, Rose, deaf, the, the, not really deaf cause she can hear, but like, at, oh, but a little bit of a, a hearing impediment, but also unbelievably attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one that you didn't mention was, uh, Kit. I loved Kit. She pulled up in the Bentley GT, which is first of all, a super hot car. And she just had like this, I don't know. She gave off this vibe that like, I don't give a shit and we're doing this. It's because she's Cynthia Rowley's daughter. So I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. So her mom's super famous and she's loaded up the ass. That's why she came in like that. That kind of ruins it a little bit now. Ugh. Yeah. See, that's I'm, probably how she is in real life. So it makes it worse. Well, she's really cute and I loved her vibe. And we're going to get to somebody who I didn't love their vibe because there's going to be some tension and I'm here for it. Um, all right. So we mentioned her a little bit before. Katie, she pulls up with the vibrator. Next, next level horny. Next level horny. Um, do we love Katie or do we not like Katie? What what is our what is our opinion of Katie? I mean, I thought it was really funny, honestly, and I he reacted really well. Um, I mean, listen, 
she's never gonna go, she's not gonna go far. It's just not happening for her. Like, first of all, in general, I don't think she will, but also like the vibrator girl's not going to hometowns. Like it's just not happening. Um, I, I, she's like, I thought it was funny. I thought it was like funny when she like tapped the girl on the shoulder with the vibrator. Like I thought that was funny. But the timing was awful. Oh yeah, she didn't know what they were <laughs> talking about though. I was mortified for Katie, right? No, was- normally most people would be mortified for for um oh uh Maggie. Yeah. Or Maggie who was talking about something serious with the yeah. um oh the Puerto Rico family being from Puerto Rico and the uh and uh the whole thing with uh you know the, the hurricanes that our family's doing and all of a sudden here comes Katie with her vibrator that she calls MJ which is hilarious because there's another MJ on the show taps her on the shoulder with some with a vibrator again we know where that's been right and it's just like can I steal some time and you're just like okay but you know that the, the producers told her walk over and tap the girl with the vibrator like you know that happened see of course and it ruins it but why can't we have nice things why can't we just think that she was just like so yeah. awful? honestly she seems really quirky I wouldn't put it past her to do it on her own or to say like oh can I do this would it be funny um, but I liked how it was like a focal point, how like at one point Matt was like, I can't really focus right now because of the vibrator. Like it was just really funny. And then how when he said the prayer and then they were like <laughs> the vibrator sitting on the table. It was so ridiculous. I, I will say this. Um I thought people would not like Katie because she was just like obtrusive with a sex toy. I mean, it definitely broke the ice, which was funny. And I mean, again, we talk about putting the, the, the horniness above deck, right? Not hiding it. I mean, that's next level horny. Next level horny. And so I, I guess my question was her, her mom, right? Katie's mom, she sees this. Like, is she dead? You know, of course she told her mom, you have to prepare your family and tell them, I, by the way, I'm walking on with a, a vibrator. And if What's you're someone that's that but if you're someone that's doing that, like I'm sure her family's like open and kooky about that kind of stuff. Yes, but I don't know. I like, feel like Maddie's not walking on the show with the vibrator. No, no, she's not. You know what I'm saying? Like someone that comes from a very conservative upbringing is not going to do that. But in the event, in the event that she didn't tell her mom, what do you think the reaction is? Does does is mom in the hospital for a heart attack? I don't think so, because I think her mom, whoever she is, knows her daughter and knows that she's like wacky. And it's probably like, oh God, here she goes again. So you mentioned Katie's not going far. There's no, and you mentioned, you know, because Matt is, is who he is, but you don't think there's an outside chance that he wants to experience a little, a little coitus with the girl who brings the vibrator because again like I, she was like giving off like friend zone vibes like it wasn't like a vibrator in like a sexy way if that makes sense it, it's a it's a vibrator <laughs> I mean it's, right, it's I a vibrator we and it. it wasn't one of those small ones right like this no, was, was like with a large like, glittery one yeah and- I mean that's so that's some length on it well I, I mean listen I guess he has a lot to uh Work up, Santa. Goodness gracious. Uh, goodness gracious. But I thought the funniest line Katie had in the night was after she, uh, you know, 
kind of stole uh, Maggie's one on one time. Not really steal because obviously that's what happens, but like where she's like, can I butt in with the vibrator? She's like, I didn't realize that, you know, if I share a room with Maggie, I'll let her borrow it if she needs it. I thought that I was rolling on the floor laughing. I was like, this is, this is next level stuff here. So much horny. So, so funny. Mm -hmm. That was hysterical. It was good. It was good. Okay. We got to talk about Kylie. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you start because I'm really at a loss for words. So let's just give everyone a background if you don't know all the girls' names by heart. So Kylie is the girl that came out in her lingerie asking him to choose her dress. Um, like, I thought it was, like, cute. Obviously, she looked amazing. Again, I don't know, like, that she's going to go far. Um, but, like, she's she's very pretty. She looked great. I mean, again, like, do I think she came up with that idea on her own? Like, probably not but probably someone like a producer suggested. And she was like, yeah, why not? I don't care. You have to have next level confidence. Okay, well, did you see her? I would have confidence if I look like that. Well, she is like, I can't even con- like properly concede, like conceptualize just how hot she is. Like there's like hot and then there's that, right? So if you combine the physical package with the confidence and like that swag, like she's, she's a nuclear missile. Yeah. I mean, I think she'll be there for like a couple episodes, but I don't think she's making it like super, super far. How can you paradise? If she's in, we'll talk, (laughs) these women in paradise are going to demolish whatever's in their path. Demolish all of them. this girl in paradise will leave will leave dead bodies along the beach. I, she's an absolute force to be reckoned with. I mean, I, I, I she's not Christina Shulman because beside because Christina's got this whole vibe that just goes beyond her looks, but like and, well, we don't know her vibe yet. We'll have to wait and well, see. We'll see. You know, Madison, same kind of deal, especially for me who loves who loves a, a, a girl who appreciates basketball, but like, whoa. I, I was, I, 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 I am at a loss for words with just how ridiculous that well, was. Well, then I think her mission was accomplished. So on a scale of one to 10, you know, and you can give a better uh, answer than Mia, obviously, because you're a female. You're already in the mansion, right? You see this from afar. On a scale of one to 10, how much do you hate this girl in that moment? I actually don't. I feel like I would be like, you go girl like well done no way no way that's the reaction i don't think i would hate her first of all think about it every girl on this show has like a sick body is beautiful like i'm sure a lot of them except there was there was one outlier and we'll get to her whatever but she has other things that she has going on yes but anyway like I don't think like, I think you're just like, I think they're probably all excited to see like what the next girl's going to do. And it's like all in good fun. She didn't do anything crazy. Like they're all going to be naked in bathing suits in front of him like next week. So who cares? Yes. But like the cocktail party, there's a vibe. I mean, the initial entrance, there's a vibe, right? There's an elegance to it. There's, there's. Well, she had ball gowns with her. Yeah. I mean, cause she, he, she wanted his opinion on what to wear. Mm-hmm. 
I can't imagine that every girl in that house probably hated her guts at that point because be. A, she's insanely hot and B, like, it's like, why didn't we do this, right? And C, it's just like, we didn't know we could do this because otherwise every girl would do it now. Right, but I don't think that's hating her. It's like being jealous that they didn't think of that. That's hate in female, in female terms if um, I know anything about females. That's hate. They, I can't imagine that they don't hate her at this moment. Well, I guess we'll have to see what her personality is to see if yeah. it like goes together and they'll continue to not like her or it's just like a one-off thing. Quick thing before the, we talk about the next contestant. So what do we think of Matt's outfit for the first night? I thought he looked so dapper. You don't like bow ties, right? No, 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 no. I, I'm a bow tie guy. And first of all, I love... I love a good velvet blazer, right? I mean, you know me. You've yeah. I love. I appreciate a good velvet blazer. I have a black velvet blazer just like that that I've worn to black tie affairs. My whole thing is just like, I don't think the first night, like a black tie affair is super formal, right? And should be brought out for very special occasions. Like you mean like when he proposes only and not. Or yeah, I, I just don't think that the first is, night is black tie material. Didn't Peter also wear like I feel like a lot of them do. Yeah, but I, I'm more I'm I'm more of the, you know, real nice suit, you know, normal tie, like black tie with the patent leather shoes, that's gotta be like next level. I mean, he could wear whatever he wants, honestly. Well, I mean, that's a different story, but whatever. I just wanted to bring that up because I think I was, I was a little anti Peter Weber wearing it too. And Peter Weber is a huge loser. So whatever. Okay. So now we got to talk about the heel so far. Victoria. Uh -huh. Queen Victoria. Queen Victoria. Your thoughts. I mean, I honestly just think it's almost mean that they brought her on because she's not going far. He obviously is not going to like her. And like, it's just like, they literally, she is, I don't know if you watched all the way back then. This is a long time ago. But do you remember the contestant, Erica Rose? No. She was on a season a long time ago. And then she was on Bachelor Pad. That's how long ago it was. So That's before way time, before my time. She was like, her whole persona was like, she was like a princess. Kind of like Corinne vibes, but like, I think she wore a tiara sometimes. Um, like, I feel like she's trying to be like an off brand, like one of those people, like she's just a character. Like, that's all she is. It's not going to go anywhere. Like she was being so annoying when she was saying to that girl, like, oh, you didn't talk to him. Go talk to him right now. Go talk to him right now. It's like, calm down. When I say literally one more time, you got to go literally. That was what she said. Yeah. I don't know about you, but, and you bring up Corinne, but Corinne had a quirkiness to her. Corinne, there were, there were some redeeming qualities. This girl has absolutely zero redeeming qualities. None, none whatsoever. I, I, I haven't hated a Bachelorette contestant like her, I think ever since I've started watching. She is next level awful. Yeah, I mean, they're bringing her on just for drama. She's gonna have drama with Kit. She's gonna have drama with the other girls. Like he doesn't like her, please. Like, come on. 
it's just a shame that you that we can see through ABC already that he had to give her the last rose. So I think it was Jimmy Kimmel asked him, someone asked him on the interview, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, saying like, let's be real. The producers made you give her that rose. You didn't want to give it to her. He's like, no, I thought she was like really funny. And I'm like, oh, shut up. No, you didn't. Oh, God. Sometimes, sometimes. I mean, just... he, he has to say that. He can't say, yeah, the producer. Of course. Of course he has to say that. He's going to lose like, lots of money in his contract. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Like ABC, a little less micromanaging because we can, we can see through it now. We can see through it. Does Kit throw a punch? A physical punch? Yeah, like an actual punch. I don't think so. So if I gave you 20 to 1 odds that she actually punches her, did you, would you see take like the a preview that I missed? No, but like you saw what she, you know, how they looked at each other yeah. the entire episode. I, they. I, don't think so. I mean, I would love if she did. No, but no, but AB, like the bachelor is really serious about physical violence. Like they don't, True. she would be kicked off instantly. That's true. That's yeah. true. But man, it was, it was rough. It was, she, she had a rough, rough performance and I, and it also just so happens that she was probably one of the, if 98% of the, the females were super attractive, she was the 2%. Yeah. It was, it was very sad. It was very, very sad. And I can't wait until she's gone. Cause honestly, she, um, she really annoyed me. And, and, and I don't know how you pick her over Cassandra, who was one of the prettiest females I've ever seen in my life. She was the one with the, uh, the football helmet and the jersey. If the producers aren't saying, we got to keep her around for one more week. Well, I think that it all goes back to like the initial concept that like when you're the Bachelor or Bachelorette, like on the first night, you know there's like, you know, five girls that are in the running for who you could be with. And then everyone else is just like, you know, you bring along. So like if the producer says, bring this person instead of that person, and you don't really care about either of them, like, what does it matter to you? Yeah, I, I, I hear you. So I guess with that said, we should just transition is, you know, pick your four ladies who you think four or five females that you really think are going to go far. Well, I'm actually in um, like a bracket. Like, so um, I picked my five. Whoa, hold on a second. I know. I created and it's girls only. I, mean, I, I, was, I, I should be above these rules. How I am I not invited? If I made one, you'd be in it. How am I not invited? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll I talk love to a you fantasy draft. Who, who put you up to this? I will, Rachel, I will talk to her. Don't worry. We need to have a word. We'll have a word. In this Rachel, we need to have a word. How, how um, am I not in? I am sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, we had to pick our top five from the first night and who we think is going to win. And you get extra points if you pick the first impression rose. Mm-hmm. So I picked um, correctly. I picked Abigail, the first impression rose. So my top five are Abigail, Bree, Sarah, Mari, and Rachel. Rachel's the one who cried from the prayer, yeah. but then when was asked if um, she was religious, she's like, not really. She's a little extra. I'm not really sure what to make of her, but after, she's, she's a weapon also. After like watching it and like deep, like thinking about it, I think she might win. I think she might. 
And then I think my call is either, I think it'll probably be Sarah as the Bachelorette. If not Sarah, Brie. But I think probably Sarah. So the couple that I wrote down that I think are going to go far. Uh, Abigail. I think Kylie will be around just because she's so pretty. Okay. Um, MJ, I think MJ has maybe a little bit of a sleeper here that MJ is yeah. going to make noise. Um, Kayla with the, uh, the pickup truck, uh, you know, lawyer. Brie, as you mentioned, I, I loved her vibe. Everything about her vibe was, was great. And Sarah. Sarah to me was like, was, was my favorite. And by far. And I think Sarah's actually going to win. Really? I think Sarah's going to win. I mean, I don't think, like, I wouldn't be surprised if she won. She's in my top five. I mean, she's definitely getting a hometown. That's no question. Lock it in. Yeah. Lock it in. So let me ask you, so let me ask you this though. I, I want to understand about this, this fantasy draft that I was not involved in. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold a grudge. Uh, is it a snake draft? Like you have to like, who chooses how you get the first pick? Is it an auction? Like, what are we talking here? No, I play it's fantasy. It's not like a real, like legit, like they have real bachelor brackets where like you do it, like you would do any other fantasy draft. This is just like, she kind of made it up. She was like, pick your top five. She was just going to leave it at that. And like, it's like a pool. But I was like, no, you have to do it like each week. Like if the person cries, you get this amount of hunts. If the person does this, blah, blah, blah. So we, it's like not a real one. So honestly, better that you're not in it because you'd probably be frustrated by the lack of rules. Um, I, I mean, this, I, we need structure here. How, yeah. how can, how can I you- I am happy to be in a separate one with you as well if you want to collect some people. Where- but you can't see like you can't do it after the I it's know. like making a futures bet after the first week you can't just start it up again like you gotta still a lot of girls still there and oh. remember i forgot we didn't even mention this and they showed in the preview that there are a bunch of girls that are coming in okay fine because i forgot to put that in my notes yeah what do we make of this so i don't know about do like this I don't know about like the ransom girl i mean i thought that i read something at some point that like there was someone that was going to be on that like he had dated in the past. So I don't know if that was one of the girls. That girl, then, Heather. No, so that's someone different. There was another girl they showed. And then Heather is Hannah Brown's best friend from yep. her season. She was the never been kissed. So like, that's just weird. Cause it's like, I'm assuming you would have like met already or been in, like in, like if you were interested, like I'm sure Hannah would have like set it up. So I'm not sure what the backstory is there. If they, like, they had something, you know, going on before, I don't know. Um, so like you really could have more people. We could create one now because there's still a lot of people and more people coming. So, but do we like this trend? Do we like this trend? No. no. I mean, I understood it for for last season, The Bachelorette, because Claire's a nutcase and we had Tasha coming in. So I understand that they wanted to like sort of, you know, build out the pool again and just kind of start from scratch. But like, why? It's no, and I also think it's like, then you don't get a chance to like, really like get to know either sets of girls. And it's like, also for him, if I were him, I wouldn't want that. It's like, I'm trying to focus on the relationships I have. Like, don't keep throwing more people in who I have less time to have a relationship with. That's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. I, 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 would, I would be pissed too. Like, I don't need more choice. 
Sometimes choice is bad, all right? A lot of times. I, I see that in my own dating life. Sometimes it's like when, you know, you got too much going on, then there's nothing going on. Yeah. More choice is bad. I don't know why, why ABC is doing it. Like, I just don't get it. I don't think it's fair. They must get good ratings for those episodes where people come on. I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know. It's a trend that needs to stop. Just like in The Bachelorette, if she sends you home, go home. Enough with this coming back stuff. It never works. All right. Like, let, let, let's stick to the basics. All right. Stick to the basics. I've been saying this all, you know, for a while now. We got to get back to the, the origin. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I agree. But I guess they, they're always trying they're to like crazy. do new things to stir shit up. I don't know. Is what it is, but I'm excited about this season. This has a lot, a lot of potential. A yeah, lot, I, a lot of potential. Great. I uh, can't wait for them to bring Tyler on. I don't know when it's going to be, but I'm excited. And if Cassandra wants to slide into my DMs, by all means, Cassandra, holla at you, boy. Lizzie, this was a lot of fun. I will probably not hold it completely against you that you didn't get me into this, uh, this, uh, <laughs> bracket fantasy league even though there are no rules uh that definitely softens the blow a little bit but we're gonna obviously have to reconvene when the uh, the season progresses it's always fun to talk to you yeah thanks and for yeah, having me absolutely you're one of my favorite guests some season this season i can't wait to see how it unfolds it's gonna be absolute madness love it that's episode 99 for the love of the game love take us out didn't even cast the way you like it, I promise you like it. I swear, uh-huh. just relax and let me make yeah. that move. It's our secret for As you between me uh-huh. and you. Now, oh yeah, yeah. I've been waiting. Think I wanna make that move. move now, baby, tell me if you like it. Tell me if you like it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.